Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. Time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing today? I am doing well, thank you. How about you? I'm just Jim Dandy. Okay. I like hearing uh-huh. that. Yep, just Jim Dandy. So today, you will, when you're listening, you will have birded out. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, yeah, you can't say pigged out, right? No. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was very clever of yes, me. Yes, there you yeah. go. Okay, so, um, yes, that's that's the story. So we're hoping that everybody had a wonderful Thanksgiving day and you are enjoying the holiday weekend. And um, I hope you got lots of food and lots of good things. And uh-huh. now, all of a sudden... Guess what? We have to start planning for Christmas. I, that's always the fun part. So what? I guess I have to eat a little. I have to eat crow though from my last uh, well, comments from last yeah. year month. We yeah. right when we were here on taping on Thursday, the day of the storm, and I said I don't know. I think it's much to do about nothing. <laughs> Which I was hoping that I could be that right. would be true. However, yeah. it wasn't. So I apologize. Was not making light of it, but I was hoping against all hope that we that they could, might be wrong. Could, right? Please, but thank God the rain um, has not stayed mainly in the in Spain. Has not stayed. What is it again? It has, not, it, the rain. The rain in Spain, Spain stays, stays mainly, mainly in, the, in plain. the plain. So thank God we didn't have that. We had some rain coming in, and so like I could even see my patio in the back is completely wet yeah, mine now, too. and the snow is gone, mm-hmm. and not everywhere, but. It's, thank God, just go, go away. We don't want you. <laughs> so I'm very happy that it's a little dried, uh, melted up. So um, I have to say, too, Lynn, um, my um, cousin Jimmy Cadden, who I, his birthday was last week, um, which I didn't want to say, but he, he has been very sick, my my cousin, and he passed away this morning. Um, he just turned 60 years old on the 14th of November, and um, he passed away today. We're taping on Tuesday the 20th, and... Um, he, uh, it's just heartbreaking. We have 20 grandchildren for um, in my my dad's side of the family. Whoa! Um, and there were uh, 13 boys and seven girls. And Jimmy is now the fifth boy to pass away on our, which is kind of young when you think about it. You know? Yeah. All and and four of them from. Four of them from the same family. Four boys from the same family. That's um, scary. My Uncle Mike's children. But Jimmy was the sweetest man. I loved him. He's handsome as all get out. 
loving, kind. Um, I went to see him. at He was at Hospice of the Sacred Heart and went to see him on his birthday. And he was very bright-eyed and talkative. And I was so happy I got to see him and talk to him. And I mean, I had seen him several times during his journey of... Um, you know, with, with everything going on. And, but I went in to visit him and we had the nicest conversation and he was sitting, his wife, Sandy was sitting next to me and he just looked at me and he looked at her and he said, I've had the greatest care. My beautiful wife and my beautiful daughter have taken such good care of me. And my cousin Sandy's response was, Jimmy, it's been my honor and privilege. And I thought, how, you know, that's the kind of truth and the kind of honesty that comes out. Um, And it was was just so beautiful to hear and to just see how connected and in you know the love was just so mm-hmm. much between my Jimmy's family and uh, Sandy's friends and family and Jimmy's friends and Caroline's friends his daughter is you know a teenager and and her her friends were there and hospice and what a wonderful job they've done and it's just I can't even say enough about the kindness of so many people, but to Jimmy, who was just an incredible man, looked just so much like my uncle Mike, my my father. His mom and dad looked like a Hollywood couple. My aunt Anne, her name was Anne Kane Cadden, and she looked like Elizabeth Taylor. Wow! And my uncle looked so. I mean, Dean Martin-esque kind of, um, very handsome in an Irish sort of way and um, just beautiful. And then they had eight children, five boys and three girls. And they had three children born in the month of Jan- in the same year, mm-hmm. twins in January, and then Michael and Danny, and then my cousin Marianne was born in November, all of the same year. So don't they call that Irish triplets? Well, that's what they said, <laughs> yeah, Irish triplets, exactly. And so my grandmother, my great grandmother, Nora, wait to hear this name, she's not too Irish, Nora Doherty McDonough Cavanaugh was she lived with my Nana Cadden and when my uncle Mike came in to tell them about the new baby born my cousin Marianne they had that was the third in one year and so he went up to his grandmother and I may I'm paraphrasing but went up to my grandmother and said you know I'm, we just had a baby girl we're so happy and my grandmother was rocking in her chair you know with her Irish brogue you know she spoke with the brogue and she they she said and Mikey what did you name her and he said, Marianne. And she said, Mikey, at this rate, you better stick to one name. <laughs> <laughs> it was so cute. So we always we always think of that. But wonderful, <laughs> wonderful family. And my Jimmy, God bless you, Jim. Love you. And to Sandy and Caroline, stay strong and we love you. But um, it's just so sad. I just, you know, your first cousin, it's, yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, that's not to all. And my uncle Gene, the only surviving um, uncle that mm-hmm. you know of my dad's family, and he's taken. It's hard on him. You know, he's eighty some years old, and everybody looks to him because he's the guy. My mother, my aunt Alice, and and my uncle Gene, yep. and it's just amazing. And I spoke to him yesterday, my uncle, and he's hanging. He was hanging in there, but it's sad. I mean, here he is, eighty some years old, and looking at a sixty year old young man who's fighting the you know the fight of his life and didn't win so but thoughts are there 
Go get him, Jimmy. Indeed. Godspeed, buddy. God bless you. So is he another Jim Cadden? He's another James Michael Cadden, yes. Oh, my. Mm-hmm. People always say, now, do you have a brother? Is Jimmy related to you? I said, which one? Because <laughs> there's that Jimmy. There's my brother Jimmy. There's my Uncle Billy's brother Jimmy. And then my brother Jimmy and my Uncle Billy's brother Jimmy have two sons, Seamus. Each have a son named Seamus Cadden. So, oh, good. Yeah, it's confusing as all get out. Mm-hmm. But it's, mm-hmm. And that was my father's name. Yes. James Michael. So, yeah. and and Jimmy, my cousin, was my dad's godson. Oh, so yes, mm-hmm. lots of Jim Caddens. Yeah. Well, so, on a happier note, how did everything go with the uh, Broadway gala? Uh, it was absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Wonderful night. Josh Mast and Paul Blackledge were honored. It was. They did all the decorating, the food, because, of course, that's what they do. It was absolutely beautiful. They had, like, a little setup, very bohemian kind of setup in the middle of the ballroom behind the dance floor. So the dance floor was in front, and they had rugs and couches and chairs and, like, more of a a sort of a just kind of a cool, um, like... Uh, like uh, how can I say like just a, a, a just a peaceful looking cool like living, room? living room set up but just like a lounge that's what I say yeah. loungy mm-hmm. and then the tables were on either side of that the bar was against the back where the kitchen is at the cultural center and um, Mike Walton was there with this photo booth um, Mark McGlory from ECTV as, as always did a wonderful job and Endeavor Audio um, and Lighting great Chris Menachetti and um, it was and Jake Stevens from uh, Jake does his own photography, but he is a photographer at the Scranton Times and he does his own thing. And he was there um, taking the photos and it was Bernie Ross and Marlene Salmon were the chairs and it was absolutely beautiful. Brian Kelly giving the award in his parents' name. He did a wonderful job of how he incorporates what his parents were and why this was named in honor of them and how they look for that type of person and who gets this award on a yearly basis. It was, it was absolutely perfect. And how did you do on the red carpet? Smashing, if I must say <laughs> myself. It was, no, it's funny because, you know, people who don't know me doing TV or interviewing in that mm-hmm. realm. Um, they, they may not see ECTV, and God knows why they're not, but people who don't have cable don't get it. So um, it, it, when they see that, they it, bec- it becomes something else they may not know I do. Mm-hmm. So it, it they're like, oh my God, you do you know do that well? And it's I always say I said to Judge Blue, it was there, and he said, "Lar, you you're just like a a born interviewer." I said, "I'm a natural born interviewer. That's exactly <laughs> what I am." But it it was um it was great, and and that was fun because that that's always exciting because what we do is we tape it when they uh-huh. come in and we ask what everybody thinks about um the the anybody who's being honored, and then we throw it back up on the screen. I do an open and a close and then everybody gets interviewed and they talk about the the recipient or recipients in this case. And it was it, it's lovely because you see what other uh, people say about you and think yeah, about you. So it's kind of nice. nice. So, yeah, it was it was beautiful. And then it'll be re-aired on Electric City TV or Channel 19. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was great. We had a wonderful time. Great turnout. And again, the Josh Mast and Paul Blackledge killed it. It was beautiful. 
So we had a good time. I saw a couple still photos on Facebook of mm-hmm. some people who were there, but it just didn't give you the, the sense of the bigness of it. Well, it yeah, was, you can't. It, it doesn't. faces and people, so you right. didn't get to see what was going on yeah, around it. was gorgeous. It. Well, I'm going to have to see the ECTV version. Yes. So, I uh, have to check uh, when it airs. Mm-hmm. I think good. you have to go on the website and see. And It'll how give did you the your list. new uh, outfit work? Fabulous. I loved it. It was comfortable. It Good. was a little bit different for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I, it was, was movable because it was, you know, it had a little stretch in it, which is always good. And when you're moving around, you want that. And yeah, I loved it. It was good. perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Heavy duty on the makeup and the whole nine yards, which I did myself. All and right. Yeah, it was fun. We had, we really, really, it was a lot of fun. Well, before and we the cultural center, the bar staff led by Karen Sebesky and everything they did, it, they were spot on and all of the employees at Posh, fabulous. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's an honor to their employers. Oh, it, it's, yeah. it, it was, it was just great. Really. So I want to make sure before we go to a break that we acknowledge that today, as you're listening to this, is Small Business Saturday. Mm -hmm. And we want to go out and make sure that we support local small businesses. And I'm sure they've got wonderful um, sales and anything to encourage you to come in and buy. So let's keep that in mind before we do Amazon.com. <laughs> yeah, and the bottom line is I say Small Business Saturday should be small business all the time because there's always something like they were saying on TV and uh, the other day this woman was speaking and she said it's that personal touch. It's, it's sure yeah. we all can go on and order anything we want from wherever, but to, they get to know you, they, they know who you are, they, oh, I got this in that you were looking for, but like this pin I have on, which mm-hmm. I love. And I said to Nada, from Nada and Company, I said, Nada, I would love more of these. And she said, well, when we go to the show with you in mind, we'll bring them back. And so I went in and got three more pins. So those are the kind of things you do with a small business. And it's just, they're, they make, you know, I say that because they say you sound like a Duncan commercial, but they do make America run. You know, we, they it, do. And it, and it, to keep going and keep doing it. And so support small business Saturday and every Every day, if you can, go and visit your your local stores. So, okay, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening this morning to Laurie and Lynn's show, and we will be right back. Hi, my name is Lynn S. Evans, CFP, co-host of the Laurie and Lynn Show. I am the managing director of a new business, Women of Substance, LLC, a financial planning firm dedicated to the specific financial needs of baby boomer women. I help them navigate through widowhood, retirement, divorce, and job loss. Send me an email at lynn at lynnsevans.com and let me know how I can help you. I'm also the host of a podcast, Power of the Purse, available on more than 30 sites, including iTunes, Stitch and Google Play. We record these lively conversations with women who've been there and have great advice to give others so they don't go down the same dark holes. And we feature some experts who share some great ideas to be prepared before you have to face these transitions. And we have a whole lot of fun. Please don't let the fear of not knowing about personal finances stop you anymore. I am here to take the confusion and mystery out of money. Go to my website, lynnsevans.com and see how we can set up a time to talk or browse around the many blogs and other free info on the site. Remember, money's not the enemy. Your ignorance of it is. 
ERA, Exceptional Real Estate Agents. When you want to have the best of the best selling your home, you want ERA One Source Realty. With offices all over Northeastern Pennsylvania, ERA One Source Realty will give you the personalized service you'd expect from a professional real estate company. They have experienced realtors that have years of experience, which gives you, the home seller, an incredible advantage. They will offer suggestions to make your house sell faster. They will tell you what others will be looking for. They know how to present your home and sell its features, giving you the greatest chance to have your house sell fast. And ERA One Source Realty offers an industry-exclusive guarantee. If ERA doesn't sell your house, ERA will buy it. Yes, if they don't sell your house, ERA will buy it. That's peace of mind. That's a guarantee worth its weight in gold. Call ERA One Source Realty today and find out how you can have your house marketed by one of the top-rated companies in Northeastern Pennsylvania. Call 877-587-SELL or on the web at ERA1.com. ERA One Source Realty, always there for you. Do you have a support, custody, or divorce case in Northeastern Pennsylvania? Call Barbara J. O'Hara, an attorney with 31 years of experience in divorce, custody, and support cases. You need an attorney who is experienced in family law cases, not a general practitioner. Call Barbara J. O'Hara at 570-344-7171. This may be your first divorce, but it shouldn't be your attorney's. You need experience on your side. Call Barbara J. O'Hara at 570-344-7171. At Fidelity Bank, we're here whenever and wherever you need us. As your financial partner, our goal is to provide you trusted advice and outstanding service, whether you're in line at our branches or online with your smartphone, mobile device, or computer. With convenient banking tools like our Fidelity mobile app, you can put the bank right in your pocket for safe, secure, 24-7 access anytime or anywhere. Call today, one 800 Visit us online or stop by your local branch to Go Mobile with Fidelity Anytime Banking. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Here's Lori and Lynn. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I am fine. Again? Again. Here we are um, at this lovely holiday weekend. My name is Lynn Evans and I am the um, managing director of a company called Women of Substance LLC, which is a company I created a couple of years ago specifically for the financial planning needs of baby boomer women. I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse that's available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. I have a couple things to talk about today. No quizzes? No, but this is stuff that's really relevant to the holidays, and I I was really surprised that I found so much, but I did. Um, This one was in one of our... Um, I forget what how you call them, but the A-A-R-P. financial press, <clears throat> I guess, oh, is the stuff. way to, okay. generically to refer to it. And it is called Discussing the Issue of Aging Parents. And the author, uh, Kristen Sherahama, starts out by saying, This year, many families will sit down to the holiday table with an unexpected guest, the issue of aging. Adult children and their parents may find the holidays a good time to discuss the what-ifs that lie ahead. 
That's particularly true now, since recent changes in the tax law have, can have a financial impact on family decisions ranging from estate planning and gift strategies to income tax planning and even certain cash management decisions. Such conversations can help set expectations so that there aren't any unpleasant surprises in the future. Whether it's the parents who plan to initiate the conversation or the kids who want the who want the talk any decisions are ultimately up to the parent if there aren't any children the conversation may need to extend to nieces nephews trusted friends and neighbors this isn't however a discussion to be started without some initial preparation a little research will go a long way to make the conversation more productive different tasks require different skill sets Geographical location may be important and good communication skills are critical. So start by sorting the responsibilities, which include holding the durable power of attorney, serving as a health care agent, and taking on the duties of executor or trustee. I would interject at this point that I remember having that conversation with my uncle, who was terminally ill at that point. And he wanted me to be the executor of his estate. Uncle Tom? Uncle Tom. And so um, I said, of course, you know, yes, I will do that. Because I have the skill sets to be able to plod through that much quicker than someone who doesn't understand anything about this. But he wanted me to take some compensation for it. And I said, no, I won't. And even though it's been a, a long, difficult process, and it's still not over. Um, it, it is something that, as you just mentioned before, it's, it's an honor to do it. It's very rewarding to know that you're taking care of some things that someone couldn't take care of because they just are not mentally capable of doing it in under those circumstances. So my point is, let's not wait till family members get to that point where they are un incapable of doing any of this. And even though it's not an easy conversation to have, you need to take the time when we're all together to start this. And there are ways to, to get around it. And I know that there are tons of things on the internet about how you can start a conversation about this but it is it is really critical that you initiate the conversation not right after you've all said what you're thankful for and dive into the turkey would not be necessarily the best time to do it but perhaps after dinner when you're all sitting around the table you might start the conversation by saying, you know, and this is something I've, I've done many times with clients, you use a friend or um, yeah, well, a friend as an example and say, you know, I was talking to so-and-so, which might be someone that they all know. And we had a conversation about what his final wishes were and what does he think about this, that, and the other thing. And then you can say, that thought occurred to me that we haven't had a conversation like that. And I'm just wondering, while we're all here, why can't we just have a frank conversation and let's see, what do we need to talk about? And you can throw it back to the parents and say, what are you worried about? What keeps you up at night? 
and you'll get the most incredible answers. Well, I'm worried that if I get really sick and have to go into a nursing home, there won't be enough money, and I wanted you guys to get some assets, and I wanted you to have this and that. Fine. Let, let's, let's bring it out and see what the issues are. Uh, and it's a, it's a very intimate conversation at the same time. So you don't necessarily want to have all your, your kids... Um, roommates there, you know, it's not right. necessarily the kind of conversation you want to include non-relatives in. But certainly if there are people there that have been lifelong friends that might play a role in this, you do want them to be present to have this conversation. So it's not a, not a fun thing to do, but it's a whole lot easier to have that conversation when everyone can reflect on it and think about it and talk about it. And then you can begin to do things that you need to do to set things up so that those wishes get fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And I, I just think that's a great opportunity to bring that up to everybody. If not Thanksgiving, then maybe you get together for Christmas or whatever you do. But it's a good idea. And then the flip side to that is, let's say you now have somebody who is in a situation where they are caregivers for family members. That makes holidays very difficult. So um, here's some of the things you can do to help the holidays be a little bit better for caregivers. First thing you can do is, as this this person talked about it, Anthony Cirillo, who is a contributor to U.S. News and World Report, he talked about the fact that his he and his wife have been in caregiver situations with each of their moms during the holiday season. He said, this year will be our first as non-caregivers. It can be a stressful time. Yep. Trying to maintain traditions in the midst of caregiving is hard. We push through it despite my grumblings of having to decorate the house again. In reality, it's easier said than done, especially with the season being thrust upon us earlier and earlier each year. It's easy to tip the fragile balance you're trying to maintain. And let's face it, the holidays can be a sad time for many. So how can caregivers push through and make the best of things? And the first thing he says is you have to adjust expectations. He said, I admit it. I have Clark Griswold's sunny (laughs) optimism when it comes to the holidays. I I have certain expectations. What a buffoon. Uh, Oh, God, I love, he's one of my favorites in general, Chevy Chase. I love him. He's great. I know. He said, when you're a caregiver, those expectations need to be adjusted. Reset your brain. The perfect holidays you remember were probably not that perfect. (laughs) Don't aim for perfection. You can't make the Pizellas this year? No sweat. Big buy them. Yeah. <laughs> go to Share. a small business. There you and go. Buy there them. you go. There you go. There you go. Share your recipe with another family member and have him or her make them instead or go buy them, whatever. Yeah. And then he said, I dread the decorating each year. Here's an idea. Farm it out. There are professionals who can do it, but that costs money. The young people in my local rotary made decorating people's houses a fundraiser, which is a great idea if you can get some people to do that. Well, you got to worry about what their taste is and if they're good. Well, yeah, but I mean, they probably wouldn't be me would have to use 
what you have. So see so. if there are options like that in your community. Cut back on decoration or ask friends and family to help. Maintain traditions that make you laugh and relieve stress. My wife and I have certain movies and TV shows that are non-negotiable each year. <laughs> White Christmas, Christmas Vacation, Charlie Brown, and Rudolph. And he said, okay, Rudolph is for me. They make us laugh and reminisce. They help relieve stress. Make a holiday to-do list and then figure out which activities you can eliminate. Delegate or do yourself. Put together a support network and get comfortable delegating. And oh yeah, learn to say no. Mm-hmm. Number two, gift to yourself before others. Roll your eyes, but my wife and I have a spreadsheet for Christmas gifts. How much we spend, who gets what, etc. There's tremendous stress in having to shop for others. Put yourself and your health first. That can recharge you for plowing forward with the gift giving. Maintain your health. You know the drill. Exercise, healthy eating. That's a hard one on the holidays. Taking your, <laughs> taking your medications and not lapsing into your medical appointments. Not lapsing in your medical appointments. Treat yourself to a massage, facial, or manicure. Guys, you get the message. When people ask what you want for the holidays, ask for time off from caregiving duties as a gift. Ask other family members to step in. They may not know you need help or know what to do. And find a listening companion, someone you can talk and vent to as you go through the season. Ask people to ask people over to help lift your spirits. <clears throat> Excuse me. Like a funny person, kind of? Maybe. Meet at a coffee shop yeah. or have a video chat. Make shopping easier. Well, we didn't really mean to say this by shopping online. <laughs> no, you don't. Scratch that. Okay. Small business okay. Saturday. Shop it. Okay. <laughs> Clear the air with family. When you're in a caregiving situation or not, the holidays can be stressful. So before the holidays, resolve to put into uh, well we lost something there okay the reality for many is that often in a large family one member bears the burden of caregiving mm -hmm. sometime other family members just aren't capable or aware of the situation it's worse when people aren't talking to each other so break the ice write a note with your holiday card describing mom or dad's situation don't be accusatory if family members have a better understanding they might be more willing to help if you regularly get together with family, be in the moment and enjoy the moment. But do take the time for some heart-to-heart -heart communication. Write a thank you note to family members or friends who spent time with your loved one. Emphasize the impact their visit made on you and your loved one. And conquer the post-holiday blues. The decorations went up, now they got to come down and ask for help. And allow yourself to feel the pain of your aging parents' losses. Talk about it with others. Finally, don't let the holidays win. Reset your expectations and start new traditions during and after the season. You won't be a caregiver forever. So new traditions can give you a new start and a new lease on life. There we are. No, I just That's have to advice. say, in that it is. And in that realm, I want to say, too, you know, my mom is not doing great and my sister she lives at Barbara so I just want to give um, Barbara just a big thank you because yeah. she has a million zillion things to do and my mom lives with her and it's not easy at all and so um, if you see Barbara Cadden give her a big hug yeah 
and thank her. Thank you, she's Barbara. Doing a wonderful job. She's doing God's work. Yes. So thank you, thank you to Babs Cadden. Okay, <laughs> we're going to take a quick break. You're listening this morning to Laurie and Lynn Show. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Nancy Kamen from WILK's Morning News with Webster and Nancy. And I know Laurie Cadden. A lot of people know Laurie Cadden. And more importantly, Laurie Cadden knows a lot of people. Laurie Cadden Enterprises specializes in fundraising, public relations, and special events. Laurie Cadden can take your business or organization to the next level. This isn't something that you learn about in a book. Heck, it can't even be taught. Laurie Cadden lives it. She knows how to work a crowd, open doors, and build and nurture relationships. With Laurie Cadden Enterprises, you get, ta-da, Laurie Cadden and her 20-plus years of experience. Call Laurie today at 357-8399, 357-8399, or email Laurie, Laurie, L-A-U-R-I-E, at lauriecadden.com, L-A-U-R-I-E-C-A-D-D-E-N.com. Laurie Cadden Enterprises, because it is who you know. Hi, I'm Dr. Barbara Plugnett, MD of Advanced Gynecology Associates in Scranton. I've had the occasion to work with many women in my 25 years as a gynecologist. And while I enjoy that experience, I also specialize in helping women to have a better quality of life before, during, and after menopause. I believe it requires a personal touch. I get to know my patients, and I personally strive to make the normal process of menopause as easy as possible beyond resorting to traditional hormone replacement therapy. If you're a woman thinking this is only happening to me, know that you're not alone. If you have questions, concerns, need personalized attention, please come and talk with me. I'm here to help you. There's no need to suffer with menopausal symptoms. You can reach me at my office in Scranton via phone number 570-344-9997, or you can find us on the web at Dr. Barbara Plucknett, that's B-A-R-B-A-R-A-P-L-U-C-K-N-E-T-T dot com. I'm Dr. Nicole DeNova. Since VREC opened its doors in 2010, we've treated over 30,000 patients, including the puppy whose curiosity led him to a porcupine and the police canine who was just doing his job. VREC is located at 318 Northern Boulevard in Clark Summit and is open 24-7 for your pet peace of mind. To learn more about us, visit VRECPA.com or call 570-587-7777. It's Saturday morning with Lori and Lynn. Now, back to Lori and Lynn. We're back. We're back. My name is Lynn Evans. I am managing director of a company called Women of Substance, LLC, which is a financial planning firm created specifically for the financial planning needs of baby boomer women. I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse, which is available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And then we have something interesting about women in retirement. Oh. I don't know about that one, but mm. 73% of women say... I'm really sick of hearing this, by the way. I'm going to throw that out. Which part? What I'm going to read next. Uh 73% of women say 70 is the new 50. I'm tired of the new anything. It is what it is. You're 70. Uh, But I think they just mean that because things have changed through the years. So you're not, you know, one looks at 70 like... 
they used to. Did you see that picture that was circulating? I think you did. You think you comment on Facebook of our grandmothers in the 50s no. and what they looked like. No, and I know. Oh, yeah, and they had the the, the sensible shoes. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> sensible. <laughs> and the dresses with the waist. And the and purse the, with the little hand yes, with the under, all, on their forearm. Exactly, they had all uh-huh. that stuff. And then there was a picture next to it. Forearm. It is, isn't it? Or is yeah, it? this is your forearm right Yeah, here. so that's where yes. they had. And they called them pocketbooks. Yeah, Remember? exactly. I still, when people say that, I laugh because it's such a throwback. It is. Yeah, I know. It is. Pocketbooks. But the fact is then that the picture next to that on Facebook was a picture of women who were 70 now looking nothing like exactly. those women. But what will the ones now look like 50 years from now? Oh, when, who knows? I mean, think about yeah, that. I, I know. Mean, well, I would, that's cool. That is an amazing thing. It's great. So, all right, that, I get that that's the point is that... Women say 70 is the new 50. All right, we got that. Women also see their later years as a time when they can pursue more meaningful work. Work. Interesting. Mm -hmm. One thing that many women would sacrifice their money for is the opportunity to stay healthy until the end of their lives. Mm -hmm. And that's a synopsis of the whole thing. But this is interesting because TD Ameritrade did a, a survey and found that 73% of women said 70s the new 50 while 59% of men said the same so men feel far less confident about the future and reaching 70 than women do which i think is unusual but i don't know maybe because um the statistics are that men usually predecease um women the husbands predecease wives and so maybe they don't look at it that with that much enthusiasm as women do but i think the interesting thing about it too is that all of the changes that are going on and we've talked about this in the in the past couple months of that new report that came out that said that statistically the largest growing group of people in our country are the centenarians the people over the age of 100 so they're the largest the largest growing group so if that's the case then we have a lot of years ahead of us you know so um i'm just trying to figure out then if 70 is the new 50 what's 100 <laughs> i don't know the, the new, new 70 i don't know but, i love it but anyway it's going to be interesting to see how all these ages go on because it what it appears to be going on right now how it appears to be is that that age of 65 when everybody thought they wanted to be ready to retire is not retirement it's just the launching pad for a new phase of life mm-hmm. which could go another 20 years yeah and, and i have to tell you the other night and i won't mention names because i don't want to say anything if i shouldn't say how old someone is with the <laughs> name but i ran into a, a friend of mine at the gala who i said to him oh i just saw your mom the other day and he said Do you know she's 93 years old i'm like what like could not believe it 93 wow. years old I remember Helen Miller in her 90s. I mean, Midori, for God's sake. Oh, How yeah. old is she? She's nine, she'll be 91, I, I think, mean, next think month. about that. It's amazing. Yeah. These people just go all over the place. And I, I, even like my mom's age, like there's a, b- a bunch of ladies who all go and do when they're, you know, yeah. they're like Caddy Clark and Joyce Welby and um, 
K. O'Donnell and bunch of, of people who just, they, they show up, they're there, they keep going and nothing stops them. It's amazing. Amazing. So, and you think when, 20 years ago, women that same age were just, you know, sitting in the rocking chairs. Do you, you think so? 20, 20 years, ago? years ago? Yeah. I mean, oh, I, I think of my mom. No, I, I think of my, my grandmother. grandmother. She was 92. She never stopped. Well, but your grandmother was an exception. Well, she was. Because yes. even if she didn't fall, I swear she'd still be living. I, I, I totally and, agree. And, and she was 92 and took a half a blood pressure pill. Never dieted, never exercised, ate butter, drank whiskey, <laughs> a, a, a shot of whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> told jokes, always had a good sense of humor. Hey, I mean, like it's, it was amazing. <laughs> and she would, right. She would say exercise, but she never stopped. She just go, go, go all the time. <laughs> so I love it. I think that's kind of where you got it. Well, yeah. Go, go, go is yeah. that one. Mm-hmm. I love it. <sighs> but anyway, um, this thing. You can pass yourself out, you know? Yes, you can. <laughs> I always say like when I Irish see people who phrase. don't do anything or they don't run like like if I don't have 10,000 things to do in one day I feel like a slacker yes and and that's a sickness <laughs> so I know that but I <coughs> excuse me I always think I sleep faster than I think something <laughs> <else. laughs> it's it, it's crazy it's just a, okay. it, it's a sickness but that's good <laughs> Anyway, the rest of this thing was about the findings come as other research points to abundant financial challenges for women in their golden years. Yet women are not letting that stop them from seeing this as a time of empowerment. That's amazing. I love it. Women have sacrificed for others throughout their lives, but in that retirement phase, they will now be able to determine what they want to do with their lives and how they want to live. They don't necessarily have to sacrifice anymore to take care of everyone else. That optimism includes the financial side. Women know they will need more money to cover their longer lives, but they also want work that will provide them with more fulfillment. 76% of the women surveyed said they see more opportunities for meaningful work as they get older. The majority of female respondents said they expect to live until 84 years old on average. And they will consider themselves to be actually old at age 76. Men, on the other hand, said 72. Well, how about in the paper today, if you read the, uh, the Scranton Times, that in the C sec, the Section C, that from it told about g- people who don't who, who believe their their money isn't going to last them through to, as the longer they live. Right. I didn't read it yet because I didn't get to read it all. Well, but. the point of that was that they decided to, to go back to work because they wanted to preserve that, whatever they had set aside. But they also found that they, they wanted to go back to work because they enjoyed working and doing something meaningful. So the less pressure you have to put on your financial assets to replace your income, the longer it's gonna last. So keep going. So keep going. And I think that is really the point is that people just wanna keep going. They actually enjoy it. So women's top priorities in retirement include spending times spending time with friends and family, which came in first, followed by focusing on their health and wellness and seeking out new experiences, which tied for second. Mm-hmm. So that's really, I love the fact that they are seeking out new experiences. One of my college buddies is leaving next month to, for, a, I think, a month 
or six weeks of travel to India. And she's, it was with Road Scholar, that program yeah. that's out there. She loves it. She's been to, um, where did she go? To the bazaars of, uh, I forgot somewhere in the Middle East. But she loves doing this traveling and never had the time to do it. So now she does, and she said that Road Scholar gives them all kinds of books to read and things to look at before they go so they learn something about the culture. And I said, that's fine. I'm glad she's doing it if that's, that's what she wants to do. That's an eye for me. Yeah, I know. I'm not that interested either. Well, not just going anywhere for that length of time other than Florida yeah. or California. Even, even I, Florida. I mean, long, really, I, that's, but no, but I could, I could definitely get into that. But I don't want to, like, I just want to hang out in the country, in this country. Yeah. <laughs> I just do. I agree. I just do. I agree. That's Although every day we see new people getting in different towns, getting shot. And getting, uh, I know. Oh, but Well, I, where are we going? I know, but I just love it. Yeah. Love it. So the survey also found that women value their health more than money. Five in ten. Well, health is wealth, isn't said, it? That no said they, money in the world can buy you good health. So that they would trade half or more of their wealth in exchange for, for being healthy health, yeah. for the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's interesting. I'm, I'm fascinated by how that. About, but how about our good buddy Warren Buffett? What about him? How hell? I mean, look at his age. He's got to be 80 some years old, oh, 88 or something. Yes. And mm-hmm. look at him. The Oracle from Omaha. He's a, yeah, I love him. I, I absolutely do too. love him. He's a very practical guy. They still live in the same guy. house. He's totally practical, makes a ton of cash, has a ton, and, and has, God bless him, is doing what he has to do. I, I absolutely love that man. And he does it because he and loves it. And his son, it. who's a police chief somewhere. Yeah. I, he has I mean, three sons, I think. But the one is a police chief. Yeah. Or a policeman somewhere. And, and he gave away most it, I know. his money. I know. Because he doesn't want his kids to think they're entitled to yes. things. You know? Mm-hmm. Love it. He's teaching them what he knows, which I think is wonderful. Yes. And he's paired up with... Um, Bill Gates. Bill Gates and Melinda Gates mm-hmm. to do the same thing, to, to use the money for good, yep. not just to give it away to, to his family. I know. It's amazing. I so, love it. Yeah, it is interesting. He is, he is truly a great story. He is. Really. You know, but he's the guy from the Midwest. You he's, know, he's not, one person I would love to meet. Oh, me too. He's I, like way up, you, uh, right on the top. After you know Bill that he does that every year. He uh, he has a charity event where where he meets people. Where he has an auction of people who want to spend money to have lunch with them. Uh, well, you know, well, I, we're way up there in the numbers. Yeah, I just <laughs> want to have lunch with them. I don't care. And maybe uh, I'm not paying him any money. For no, it. I'm not either. <laughs> I'm, I'm not got, either. That's all. That's Let's it. Let's see what happens. But anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, we are going to take uh, our leave of you to this week. Yes. We li- thank you for listening. We hope you had a very happy and uh, healthy Thanksgiving and looking forward to the next uh, Christmas holiday time. So thanks again, as we say all the time, for listening to us. Mm-hmm. And we will see you next week. Mm-hmm. Be safe and please be nice. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.